Thank you, Lord Jesus, that, that you are with us. Thank you, Lord, that over a weekend like this, we can all, once again, over the world, wherever we are, be reminded that you are risen. And that you are our Savior, our King, and our Lord. We praise you for this. Amen. Great, guys. So, uh, the last few uh, weeks, if you haven't been at Third Place for quite a while, we've been running through the theme called Jesus, the Original Punk, where we actually went through a few of the um, parables and explaining what happened there and why Jesus taught these parables and went through these parables with his disciples, why they didn't understand, why is it still relevant uh, for today. So we, we actually are ending off of that tonight, and then we're going into a whole new season in t- two weeks' time, so, um, uh, which is basically something I'll explain at the end. But... Um, if you weren't here last Sunday, we actually had Palm Sunday and we um, intertwined it with the, with the cedar meal, which handed for us, which was fantastic and awesome and had a lot of symbolics. So if you were here, you probably learned much more about that meal. And then Han prayed in Hebrew, like literally Hebrew, which was quite fantastic just to actually hear the language as well because sometimes we forget, you know, where the actual translation of the Bible comes from, knowing that the English and Afrikaans and whatever we read is a translation from a Hebrew or a Greek Bible. And, and ending off with, with, with Jesus, the original punk, and reflecting tonight on the reality of Easter, if you maybe have done Lent for uh, the last 45 days, then you probably broke your Lent today and had that coffee or whatsoever. But if you... If you just for a moment recap just what actually happened over this last few weeks symbolically and literally in, in Jesus' time is that we have the story of Jesus coming in on Palm Sunday, celebrated by the people, being called Hosanna, which means praise him. It's, 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 it's a way of praising someone because of what they will bring for you. And, and to, to remember and to, to reflect is like, Israel had this dream to be saved, which lives actually inside of each of us. If you just think for a moment in your life, you have crossed a, a way of living where you realize, but I need to change. I need to be different. And, and in that time, they had a promise of somebody that will come and save them. I I promise of of a new Israel, a new Jerusalem, a new place for us to live and be free. And and the great thing about about Palm Sunday and praising Jesus for what he does is that we we sometimes think that this was probably one of the best triumphant themes in the Bible. You know, what actually happened here. But for a moment, let's just stop ref- reflect. We are pumped full of Marvel movies and action movies and heroic movies of World War II, and we all know how those heroes looks like. They have probably, if they are not a mutant, <laughs> they have six abs, right? And their, their veins that just, just aren't bursting. 
and, and they are really awesome and they have this power and they have something that they can do for the community. Uh, uh, which is a, is a thing that it's, it's stuck in our reality, but we have a picture of how a hero should look like and how a triumph of a hero should look like. It's that moment where you um, wait for the climax of a movie or something like that and everything is focused on how awesome this part is going to be. And reflecting on Jesus' story, as we would know that he sent his out disciples to go and get a fowl, a donkey, to ride into the city. Right? So, wouldn't it have maybe been just been better if you got a horse? <laughs> you know, a stallion. You know, a black or a brown or a white stallion. You know, a redder of a wet part. You know, and... and we should actually be reminded about this, is that they also had a picture of how their Savior is coming and what He is coming to do. And the biggest thing that they wanted is to restore the order of things for Israel to be back on top of the food chain. They had this idea that they're going to receive a Savior that is going to free them from political religious, false gods, um, the economy. He's coming to save them from a kingdom that they were informed to. So, and just to explain that is they, after they went into exile and they've been part of a life where they still had this remembrance of a promise that Israel will be restored as they went out of Egypt to the promised land. And the thing is, is like if you actually look at our Euro figures today, what do they represent or they need to represent? They need to represent the reality that they will free us from what? Crime. From politicians. <laughs> from, from danger, from a... Fire, building on fire, and you're on top, and you need to be saved. We, we have this understanding of how our heroes need to look like. And in a way, even though if we don't want to notice this, we try and bring this reality into who Jesus was, or maybe is, as a savior. And then, if we think about the story of Jesus walking in, in with, a, with a, a donkey and not a horse, is, is in a profound way for the normal view, viewer in that time a little bit weird and ridiculous because a king would come in with his chariots and his horses, not on a donkey. And, and today we know a donkey as a symbol of what? A hard worker, right? But in that time, a donkey was also a symbol of peace. So at least maybe if you understood this, you had this, okay, peace is coming. We are going to win once again. And, and the thing is, there's this political or maybe this culture view that somebody is coming to stop our pain and those who've inflicted pain on us, it's their problem now. But Jesus didn't come to do that because a few days after that, what did the same crowd do? They crucified him. So just for a moment, remember this, realize this. The hero came, and a few days later, they did what? They 
crucified him, gave him the worst death ever. There will never be a Euro movie like that in our days, if you have to think that. Because even though today we watch a Marvel movie, we always know the good guy will win. And everything will be restored to the normal way of order. Crime will be reduced. There will be a new mayor or whatsoever. But Jesus didn't come to stop the things they expected him to come and end and to start a new way. So, great. So the things, let's just recap here. The things that they also would wanted to stop is things like injustice towards himself, political pressure, economy pressure, being more what in society, seen maybe more a little bit more human, maybe a little bit more higher in the food chain. And then the Savior comes and they find a way rather to crucify him because what? Or why? Because he didn't bring those changes they expected him to bring. So in a way he is what? He is not a hero. He is not the great one that we were waiting for. And, and today we, we think that We celebrate today because Jesus has risen, which is right, and he has defeated the death, which is fantastic, because that's probably the only thing we can't defeat, <laughs> is death, but he did. But we, we forget that the purpose of a king, with, of a symbol of peace, wants to do what? He wants to save you. He doesn't want to befree you from your political problems. He maybe doesn't even want to save you from your financial problems. <laughs> he wants to save you. And for him to be able to do that is to rise out of the dead. Not to tell everybody, Hello, I'm back. <laughs> I have defeated death the most probably unknown reality of any superhero or villain or whatsoever in life, he has risen to tell us what? I have saved you. Coming in with a donkey of peace, everybody celebrating him, crucifying him, after that, reminding us, I have saved you. The words where, where, where Jesus was on the cross, it was, Father, forgive them. If I do not what they do. Not, Father, don't worry, we'll stand up later <laughs> and we show him what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> it was never the point. It was to save us. And that is the biggest problem in that era because what was our prayer? God help me of my finances. Or God help me of my political views. God help me in my job situation. And he stands up and his first concern is just to save you. Now for a moment that is what Easter reminds us about. For a weekend we can once again just reflect on the reality that God came to save us. That was his purpose when he came down and became human. 
And we have, get sometimes so caught up in reality of our needs and the purpose and our dreams and, and everything that we are aiming for that we have forgotten. But we are actually, when we pray or when we talk or when we sing or when we gather or wherever we are, His first desire was to save us. So, this is actually why, 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 I'm say, why I said that while we are going into a new season in, in two weeks' time, is, is I'm going to... Well, most people have my email address at third place. It's nicholas at thirdplace.co.za. And my, you're more than welcome to write a comment on the Facebook page. But we're going into a season where we are going to ask life's most difficult questions. And we are going to get a few people's questions coming in, and then we are going to handle them. But the great thing about this is that I'm rem reminded of a book where, um, I can't remember the writer's name now, Do You Like Jazz? Uh, it's been a dear. Yeah, something like that. But then anyway, he was in this crazy conversation with a girl, which was all for, well, not all for, all against racism. But like, she had the t-shirt, right? She had the Facebook group, she had the NGO, she had everything to raise money for against racism, which is actually a great thing to do in our country, if you think about it. But then they got into this conversation where she explained why she's doing what she's doing. And I think today, if you just had a few seconds while I'm talking here, you'll probably think about why this will work or won't work or how we can do this or how we can't do this. He said that's a great thing to have, but it's not the problem. So just for a moment, in our own country or in our own lives, just for a moment, realize this. doesn't matter how many times you've heard it in the news or uh, with friends or the way how they treat other people or whatsoever. And every time you hear this as well, just remind yourself that racism isn't our problem. But selfishness is. Because if we weren't selfish, we wouldn't have had all these other problems. I, I read, a, a, I, I listened to a teaching of Owen McManus over the weekend where he had this uh, conversation of people and then they said like if one of their toughest things or realities that if I had one wish, I would ask God to end violence, right? And, and or, or maybe hunger or famine or maybe... All, this, all, the, all the bad things in life. We just ask God to take away cancer, take away AIDS, take away everything that hurts people. And then the reality is if God takes away, let's say racism today, unfortunately we will be stuck with racism tomorrow from the beginning. Because the problem isn't that we need to fix racism, we need to fix ourselves. And that's difficult because I'm telling God, I'm sorry, help me to change. Not change this bloody political system. When, when moments come where, where we have to 
to refocus and ask ourselves, how am I actually living my life? Because if Jesus came as our Savior to fix our problems, we are going to be really dissatisfied with Jesus because he's coming to fix you. If you're going to ask Jesus to come and change your situation, you are probably going to be really disappointed because he's going to change you. And that's where we miss him most of the times of our lives because we focus so hard on the day when God is going to change the reality I'm standing in that is actually pointing towards you saying, but I want to change you. And that is what Easter reminds us of. That God wants to change us. So if you want to stop racism, you've got to start changing. And then we get lies, and then we get white lies. And then we draw the line between them, but this one is better than that one, you know? Which it isn't. <laughs> we justify. And it's funny that when we reflect on that, once again we try to fix the problem. But we can't fix it. Because the problem starts with me. And this is a hard reality. Because sometimes we, we think, yeah, but what are you saying? You know, are you telling me because I am not changed that things are going bad in this country because I'm really doing my part? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that in every situation in your life, in my life, you have to ask yourself, if I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior, am I living a lifestyle of where I can walk in with a donkey, carry a cross, wake up the next day, and say, don't worry, I'm here to save you. So this is fantastic about Easter for me, about reflection. Um, this afternoon, Jane was taking a cat nap, and I took the dogs out for a dog run. We, we went to Wolverspreit uh, just for a, a lack of cycle. There's a lack of river for them to play in and whatsoever. And I, and I was sitting there and reflecting why they, was play, why they were playing in, in the river or the stream. And, and in that moment, I once again realized that maybe every problem in life starts with the way I think about the problem. And maybe I can change the, just the way I think to start changing the problem. Does that make sense? So, when we want to ask God to fix the problem, do you know that He's going to ask you the questions? And the fantastic thing about it isn't going to be, listen, boot. <laughs> because you are the problem. He's going to say, let's start changing the problem by changing you. And the way I want to change you is to start with you being reminded, I've came to save you. And that is the beauty of change. So every time you struggle in this week or you have a problem 
or you're wondering when is things going to change, stop for a moment and just rephrase inside of yourself and saying, God has saved me. And that is the beginning of change. And he's going to lead me in the gym, at work, wherever I am, in a way of saying we need to start sharing this message with one another. That when we march together, when we have a meal together, when we talk over a braaflees, or when you bring out those keyboard warriors, fingers of yours, that they will know that they start with themselves before they judge. Because the only one that can judge is God. So let's leave the judging for Him. <laughs> and let's start living a lifestyle of being saved. So if you think of Easter, this is the last thought I want to leave you with tonight. Do not just remember that beautiful part of Passion of the Christ where that music fills up that scene amazingly and feels, you feel so alive and there's this open tune and this guy standing up just screaming the face. I don't know what they did with the music there but it was just fantastic. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, we have victory because the grave is empty. We will sing or we will sing or we will live by also reminding that we are saved. And that is a beautiful beginning slash ending to our stories. That when we are here together, we will always be open. I shared this story two weeks ago. My dad, when he was in hospital and a little bit crazy of all the chemo, he told me uh, they, they usually do prayer and, and Bible reading on Mondays and Fridays at their work. It's a thing they started many years ago after the first Mighty Men conference. And they've been keeping up doing that every... And he was so frustrated with all the young girls and guys working at their firm, not coming on a Monday or Wednesday. He says, they always have these silly freaking excuses. No, I have a meeting. No, I have work to catch up. And he has this frustration inside of him where he says, but can't they just maybe manage their time for 15 minutes on a Monday or a Friday, even if it's only once a week, just to sit together and listen and pray together. And he asked me this question. What should I do? Should I leave them <laughs> and tell them, okay, it's fine. You don't want to come? And then he just went on to this way of things. Uh, and his, his chemo kicked in more left brain than right brain. Mm -hmm. And then my only answer to him is like, uh, as to say, Dad, if, if I have to read the Bible. And it was crazy how quickly this gave him peace. Uh, and read it again and again and again and again, I would always realize that it is a book that opens up your arms and never closes it down or folds it up. So always ask and always invite, no matter the frustration. And that is something I've once again learned also from my dad <laughs> on the chemo bed, that my hands and my arms will always be open as a symbol of I have been saved and so can you. Amen. So I'm going to pray. There's some more coffee. And then nobody has yet touched the hot cross buns, which are not hot anymore, but still lacquer. All right. 
Uh, great, let me pray. Okay, so, and then I'll just end off once again about the new season after we've prayed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that in this moment, when we can reflect on Easter, we are reminded that we are saved. And no matter what our troubles are, our fears are, no matter what is draining us or exciting us in this moment, we can relax and know that you have saved us and that you will help us. And we praise you for that, always and forever. Amen. Great, so we're going to do a season where we're going to go through life's toughest questions. So I know my wife was like, just tell everybody they can keep it anonymous. So I won't go here and say, your dear, had this interesting question in the week, you know? <laughs> so it will be completely anonymous, and it will be any question you maybe have. And if, uh, if there's a few or many that maybe f falls into the same category or theme, we will put them together, uh, 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 and we will... Um, Try and handle as many as we can, and we'll see actually how far the season takes us. Uh, probably it's only starting in two weeks. Probably will be between four to five weeks. And then the beautiful thing about it is we're gonna have a art exhibition for our last Sunday for this season. So we are not only going to have the conversation here about life stuffers questions, but we are going to ask everybody to take even your Samsung, iPhone, Canon, Nixon, whatever you have, and try and capture that in the most profound photo you can, and then put it nicely, well, you can bring it to for me, and then I'll go and put it in a nice rompy, and then we're going to have an exhibition, and we are going to have a lacquer charity evening for a organization, we are still yet to confirm where all the money will go towards. Uh, and then uh, basically if you haven't been to one of these yet, we usually do it at evenings. We will hang the, the photos down and then we will sell all the photos for a hundred bucks each. So don't go and blow up a A1 <laughs> okay, and be di disappointed or whatsoever. So we just keep it normal, a uh, free size or whatsoever and then you bring that photos in the week and we're going to put them on so if you have a photo bring it all i'm asking is that you will actually go and print the photo and then i'll do the rompy around it and then we'll do that but we'll say it once again next week end or so but you let us right okay guys please enjoy the rest of the evening